0: Welcome to the Informed Simplicity Project, a place for learners. Uh, today, we have, well, yes, I'm your host, Dr. Jordan Harris. And today, we're talking about group practices. Uh, so, Allison, can you give us an introduction to yourself? And we'll do a little bit of history on you, but yeah, give us an intro, where you're working, what kind of work that you're doing, and that that sort of stuff.
1: Sure. Thank yeah, thanks for having me Jordan. So, my name is Allison Clemens and I'm a private practice owner. I'm um I'm licensed in three different states, so I see clients in Oregon, Massachusetts and Florida. Um and uh primarily working with couples. Um I'm doing a little bit of divorce recovery work. Um and in the past, my um, my kind of clinical focus has been in substance abuse. Um, and that's kind of where I spent my time when I was in agencies. So I've been in private practice for a handful of years. And then before that, I was in doing agency work for, uh, I don't know, 12 or 15 years, something like that.
0: And you're fully remote now.
1: I am. Yes. And, 100% telehealth.
0: And was it always that way? Or is that a recent shift for you? or?
1: Um, it was always that way. In fact, my private practice was remote before COVID. Um, so I was doing it before it was cool. I guess. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was <laughs> maybe only about. I I think I I think if I remember correctly, I went remote back in January of 2020.
0: Well, um, you were ahead my of the, head of the whole game. You were... <laughs> I was.
1: Yeah, uh, I was, and honestly, it was a little bit about saving costs. I didn't want to run an office. Uh, really, that's what it was at the time. I was seeing like a handful because I had a full time, you know, agency job. And so I was seeing a handful of clients like on my day off. And for the amount of money I was making, it didn't make sense to rent office space. Um, especially where I was living at the time in Portland, Oregon, the, um, you know, cost of renting is just really high. So I decided, eh, I'm going to try it. And then the pandemic hit and it all got a lot easier. <laughs> 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 so,
0: there's something well, to be said happened. for a uh, timing right I mean there's something to be said for that you were ahead of the game ahead of the curve I was I was yeah yep um and we connected because you know I made a post online basically saying that in my experience group practices group therapy doesn't really it's hard to get people engaged it's not really a, uh mm-hmm. uh an easy thing to sell to, to clients but you you said that you have a lot of success so where is, does the group therapy fit into your sort of caseload? Is that the majority of what sure. you do? Is that a little bit of what you do? Like, how does that fit into what you're doing now?
1: Sure. So currently it's a little bit of what I do. Um, I mentioned divorce recovery. So that's the context in which I run groups is, uh, I run a women's divorce group. Um, And like I said, when I was working in substance abuse treatment, um, I, I did, I've done groups honestly, since I've been in therapy, I mean, since I've been a therapist, um, doing therapy work, it's because substance abuse treatment is primarily done in a group setting. So I was running, you know, three groups a week, um, two hours each for, I don't know, 12, 13 years, something like that. So, So I'd had a lot of experience in it and I like it. I think it's fun. I like the work. And so um, the way that it worked out with the divorce group actually is um, I started seeing in like local therapy groups that I'm in, I started seeing um, therapists asking like, Hey, does anybody know of any divorce groups out there? And I thought, well, I work with couples and, you know, occasionally I'll work with folks who are, you know, either gotten divorced recently or have been through a significant breakup. So maybe that's actually kind of a good idea. And, and I tried it and lo and behold, it, there was a market for it. There's not a lot of, um, there's not a lot of other groups that I can point to, especially therapy groups that people run for people who are divorced you know, there's, there's groups for, like I said, substance abuse and kind of like, you know, I can think of like a bunch of trauma groups that I've seen, or, um, I don't know, like people who have gone through sort of a significant event, like a betrayal group. I've seen some of those around. Um, but in terms of divorce, like I couldn't really find any. And so, um, except for like maybe divorce care is the only one, which is sort of a community-based, um, group across the United States. So I thought like, well, I'll try it. And like I said, it it was successful. It worked out.
0: How do you how did you get clients for these groups?
1: So I tried a couple of different things. <laughs> uh uh had some had some failures. <laughs> had some flops for sure. Yeah. As we all for do. sure. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely had some flops. Um I don't recommend like Facebook ads, for example. <laughs> not do not recommend. Um, I feel like Facebook I, ads are, like a...
0: something that everybody who hasn't tried them is like, oh, I should just do that. And then just like Yeah,
1: you shouldn't. No.
0: <laughs> <It's>... <laughs> you <just> shouldn't.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I have found both when I was in an agency and when I've been in private practice, that the best source of getting clients for groups is from other therapists. Um, I don't think that a lot of, um, kind of external referral sources would think about therapy groups as something to refer to, you know, like I'm thinking maybe with the exception for my divorce group, I'm thinking of divorce attorneys. They might have a little bit more knowledge. Um, but like a physician, you know, or
0: mm.
1: a physical yeah, therapist, it's not
0: like uh, anxiety right? or depression where a physician might go, well, you need to be a part of this group. It's like, exactly. you got it. Yeah your your affiliates your gatekeepers are going to be other therapists okay
1: yeah exactly yep so when i was at, um my last job before i was full time in private practice i worked for a community mental health agency and our productivity um requirements as i'm sure you are aware were kind of crazy and so um <laughs> shocker, i'm not i'm in no private one. practice now <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah. It's yeah. I mean, everybody knows what I'm talking about. So the, the only way that I was going to meet those numbers is especially cause I worked in substance use. And so the no-show rate was super high. Um, and, you know, oh, no you, were shows doing and cancellations.
0: you weren't doing inpatient. I
1: was, I was doing, oh outpatient. my gosh. Yeah.
0: I, yeah. I just give you a hug. That sounds horrible. Yeah. <laughs> I, I did some of that, yeah, but we yeah. were inpatient and, um, I would never, I mean, I guess I would if I had to, but like for substance abuse, you got to, you have productivity pay based on substance abuse and it's outpatient. That's insane. Yeah. And yeah. then it puts so pressure of, on the therapist. Anyway, sorry.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, it's okay. Yeah. It was, it, it felt, um, in a lot of ways it felt really unfair, especially because it really I was, unfair. <laughs> it's so yeah, fair. yeah. Yeah. I know. And I was one of only a couple of therapists who specialized in substance use disorder treatment. So like, of course, a lot of the therapists who are not specializing in that, and they are seeing, you know, um, just kind of your average run of the mill mental health issues. They've, they've kind of sort of gotten advantage. So, um, so the way that I was going to hit my productivity, the only hope that I had was to run a group or at least at least one, preferably maybe like two or three. Um, so I ran like a, I ran like a boundaries kind of self-care and boundaries group for um it ended up being for women. And um and that was pretty successful actually. Um, but none of the clients that attended were my clients. They all came from other therapists in the agency. So that's sort of the kind of theme that I've noticed throughout running groups is you have to have people who will refer to you and will think like, oh, this is a good issue for group therapy.
0: And so how did you make the connection with the therapist who referred to your divorce group?
1: So <clears throat> mostly it's just been so through social media um i don't do really any social media marketing um that's just not how i market myself but uh the in terms of like referrals um to and from other therapists i'm it's been through facebook and uh i'm on an email list serve so there's an email. It's for um therapists in Oregon specifically. And it's just an email group of, a, I don't know how many people, probably a couple hundred. And we just kind of send emails back and forth for referrals. Um and that's the only um that and office space, those are the only things that get discussed in the in the listserv. So um I, you know, sent out a couple of emails here and there a few weeks before my group started, and I said, you know, I've got this group and here's a fly, like this fancy flyer I made on Canva, you know, and um, Canva is described fire. I a just, little I bit. just
0: learned about it. I don't know if anyone it's else is like slow, awesome. like I am, but Canva is really nice.
1: It is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's the best. Um, mm. And, uh, and just kind of described what I would be kind of going through in, in the group and um, had actually a pretty good, pretty good turnout.
0: You just posted on these groups. So I'm guessing like Facebook, that's this Facebook group. And then like this, lists let's serve and that's how you got these people serve. and yeah the, is the facebook groups that you're posting in are those local facebook groups like i'm guessing you're not saying like family therapists or abuse substance abuse therapists. it's like therapists for oregon or whatever
1: yeah yeah so i did i think i posted in one like like really big group that was not local um and i don't think anything came from that i'm sure not very many people even saw it because there's thirty thousand people in the group so um, I'm sure my post got lost in the, in the list of posts, but yeah, it was, um, all Portland, uh, Portland, Oregon, um, you know, mental health professionals, and then the listserv that I was on. And, um, I did a little bit of Google ads and I don't, I don't think those were wildly successful for that particular thing, um, I did it myself. That's probably why it wasn't very successful. I'm not a Google ads expert, uh, and I didn't hire anyone for it. So, um, yeah, but definitely word of mouth is the best.
0: Um, and so what is a full group for you? Is that like a group of 12, a group of 20? I don't know, a group of five, like what's a, what's a, what's a full group for you?
1: Yeah. Good question. Um, I decided to cap it at 12, but I didn't get 12. And I'm actually really glad that I didn't get 12. I ended up getting about six. And for the, and it's not a really long group. You know, I ran it for, um, in terms of like the length of each session, I ran it for an hour and 15 minutes. And we were constantly like going to an hour and 20 minutes or an hour and 25. And I'm like, gonna have to, you know, er, reel them back in because yeah. we're going over time. And it's just because... I think with something like divorce, which is, which tends to be so isolating that having a group, it's also chronic,
0: right? I mean, the whole process, even after you finalize can be like a continual thorn in your side. I mean, it's a chronic stressor and it is really isolating, right? So like, where do you go? Who do you talk to?
1: Exactly. Exactly. And so that's why these women were like, Oh my gosh, a group sign me up. This is excellent. You know? And I think probably the same is true for substance abuse in that case, you know, just the, the isolation and, and, um, having people who really get something that you're experiencing. Um, uh, and I think with other issues that I've, that I've seen groups run um, in to treat, like, for example, um, you know, betrayal trauma or kind of more general trauma, um, that tends to be also very isolating and, and like you said, chronic. So, um, so I think people would definitely jump for that, uh, anxiety groups I've had an issue with because people are anxious. They don't want to go to a group, right? (laughs) I mean,
0: yeah, the anxiety I've (laughs) had, I think we've all had this experience of someone calling you for their friend who's anxious or for their kid who's anxious and it's like their anxiety keeps them from coming in but that also means that they have like no motivation so like like what are you going to do yes
1: exactly (laughs) exactly yeah so i'm sure that there are some fantastic anxiety groups out there but my luck for anxiety groups has not been high
0: yeah what what other groups have you have you tried besides the? The divorce
1: yes so divorce has been the only one that i've done in private practice just because that fits with my specialties yeah. um but in terms of but you're them, saying that
0: you haven't seen anxiety groups i mean did you try anxiety groups or you have friends who tried did, them or?
1: i d- yeah i did when i was at the agency mm. um i i tried it and again it was like i i would talk to my clients who i I knew they would benefit from it. And I, and I thought like, man, if I could get them to go, that would be so great. And immediately when I said group, they're like, nope. Yeah. And I'm like, but would you try? Nope.
0: No, okay. no, 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 Yeah, <laughs> for sure.
1: Bing and a mess. <laughs> so yeah, so I've done, so the divorce group in private practice, and then in, um, right. in my agency setting, I did the boundaries the group, the which was substance abuse, lots and lots of substance abuse groups, um, family groups for, I did drug, I did juvenile drug court for a long time. So there were parents coming, um, to groups for, you know, to participate kind of in their child's treatment. So, um, so I did kind of some family groups. Um, I think I did, I want to say that I did a diff- another one, but it probably was a flop because I don't remember it. Um, but yeah, within the substance abuse realm, there's been a bunch, you know, like early recovery, there's been relapse prevention groups, the family groups, Um, just done a bunch
0: yeah.
1: kind of within that specialty. Yeah.
0: So with your groups, with the, how do you call them again? Divorce recovery, divorce support, what do you,
1: yeah, kind of, they're sort of interchangeable. I call them divorce okay. recovery groups. Okay.
0: Yeah. And those groups, how many weeks do they run for? Is it like a ten-week group? Is it an indefinite group? Like, how do you do it?
1: Yeah, so I have run them for twelve, and I think I think the next round that I run this fall, I'm going to do a metri eight because twelve to me seemed a little bit long. Um, I I could yeah, either eight or ten, I think would be better. Twelve was like I said, it was just a little bit. I sort yeah. of felt like it d- dragged on at the end a little bit.
0: Is that, um, is that from like a therapeutic standpoint? Like, I don't know if they're getting benefit out of this. Is this the client sort of started to drop out? Like, like what was the, the, the dragging for you?
1: I could, I could tell that um, we were still having really good conversations and, and I think people were still getting a lot of benefit out of it, out of it, but I think there was a shift and i don't i would say that the shift probably happened right around week 8 or 9 and it just seemed like it became a little bit more and this wasn't a bad thing actually because like i said the isolation but i think it became a little bit more social right and it became a little bit less strictly therapeutic right which i i think that that's like i said that's not a bad thing um i think that's a lot of reason why some of these women wanted a group for sure. um but it felt like I didn't need to be there as a therapist. <laughs> it's like you guys are good. I you don't need me anymore.
0: <laughs> oh they were my like gosh. making plans
1: to hang out in Bend and like yeah, go yeah, for yeah. a girls' weekend. That and you were just jealous. You're like, well, you. oh, I want to hang out, but unfortunately, me- <laughs> but I can't. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's yeah, funny. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So, um, but it was yeah.
1: good, and. And I think that having it time limited was a good call, having it, having a specialty and not just having sort of like a kind of a therapeutic group, you know, kind of capital T, capital G, like I just having an actual specialty was really useful. Having it time limited was really useful. Um, I, I felt like I could reach more clients in terms of, um, you know, kind of getting people in and getting them served because my, I don't take insurance. And so the, um, the group was all cash pay, but I charged a pretty reasonable rate, at least for my area. See, it was pretty reasonable. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. and what did so you, I could,
0: what did you charge?
1: I charged 50 per person per group. So with the 12 weeks, it was 600 total for the whole mm-hmm. thing. Um, and that seemed to be, pretty reasonable for people, um, even though they weren't using insurance and even though, you know, divorce for women, um, they tend to come out of divorce. Um, I guess not at an advantage, you know, like financially speaking, they, they usually take a pretty hard hit after divorce. So, um, so I thought that it was a fair price and, you know, having six people for an hour and 15 minutes at 50 bucks, it was Pretty good for me too. Yeah,
0: it's really good. Financially.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, and do you do so? Let's just sort of recap, right? Mm-hmm. You did 12 groups, but now you're gonna shorten yeah. them probably to eight to 10, 50 bucks yeah. a, a person, advertising mm-hmm. in local listservs and local Facebook groups. And that got your sort of group full at about six, I think you said.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And um part of this was you seeing the demand that was sort of in the market right people saying oh what do i do with this who do i send this person to for a divorce yada 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 yep. um when you look at that what do you feel like made that successful right is it you sort of tapped into something or is it the fact that you had so many sort of contacts there do you feel mm-hmm. like something else was sort of like, like, cause this has been a really, it sounds like it's been a really good part of your practice. Yeah. You seem mm-hmm. really passionate mm-hmm. about it, really energized mm-hmm. about it. Like, what do you feel like made it successful? Cause you're going to do it again. Yeah. Right. And, yeah. And, mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Well, yeah. Um, I think, I think two things. I think um, the first thing is responding to, like, what you said, the market had a gap in it as far as I was concerned, as, as far as my area went, you know, there wasn't anything that I could point to. There wasn't anybody. I even went on psychology today and I looked at groups like, are people running divorce groups? Like what, what is somebody I'm divorced myself. So I, you know, I went to an individual therapist when I got divorced, but I didn't ever hear about any groups or anything like that, you know? So it, it wasn't something that was common knowledge and and even when I dug for it, I couldn't find it. So I thought, well, if I can't find it, clients sure can't find it. Oh, for sure. So if the therapist who's doing this
0: work can't find it, then the client can't find it.
1: Right. Yeah. Right. Yep. So definitely responding to the gap in the market. And then also, um, you know, I think having it having it at a lower price point, I think did help uh, because it was still a great hourly rate for me. And Yet a lot of people could take advantage of it. A lot more More. people could take advantage of it. Right. Um, uh, and then also having, it doesn't necessarily have to be a Facebook group or a listserv, but having connections with other therapists in your area, I think just in general marketing strategy is super important, especially if you don't take insurance, um, And what I haven't tried yet that I'm going to try this time is tapping into the divorce attorneys that I'm connected with and seeing if they will, you know, kind of fill the gap as well in terms of referrals and see how that goes. Um, But yeah, definitely having, like I said, connections with therapists.
0: How many times have you run this group?
1: So I've run it, I run it once one and a half times, I would say I was going to run it during the summer. And this is the other thing I'll say about groups. I do not rec at least in my area, this could be totally different in other parts of the country, but in the Pacific Northwest running a group in the summer, nobody's in therapy in the summer. People are outside in the summer, you know, because it's the time where weather's good. You can travel, right? Like it's not raining. So people are outside and they're not they're not in therapy. This has held true. Even when I was in agencies, people just don't want to do it. So my second well, round, I mean, they're of probably the...
0: also getting the the mood boost, right? I mean, they probably just feel Absolutely. better from the sun and the exercise. And so, oh, yeah. in some ways they don't Absolutely. need the therapy as much. They just feel better. <laughs>
1: yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So the second time I actually got, I got enough inquiries to run the group. I decided not to um, because it was still, it would have still been worth it. But in terms of like, I was kind of in the middle of like, I was moving, right. I was traveling. There was just some things going on within my life that were, that were just pulling me away from work in, in a good way. And I didn't want to, I didn't really want to run a group in the summer.
0: You wanted to be have, outside. You wanted to be- I wanted to also be outside.
1: <laughs> yeah. Traveling and doing my thing. So I, you know, it was kind of a, it was sort of a toss up, like, do I run this group or do I not? I ended up canceling it. Um, and I'm glad that I did because I think I'll get more bang for my buck in the fall. So oh, yeah. um, uh, also the, the first time I ran the group, I went over the holidays with it. And I kind of did that on purpose because another thing with divorce is that the holidays can be really tough. Yeah, for sure. So, um, so people, I think took advantage of that. And, um, and so I've got some people who were like, yeah, just put me on the wait list, you know, for the fall yeah. group. And so that's what I decided
0: to do. And these were all virtual too, these groups. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep. Everything's been virtual. Yeah. In fact, even the boundaries group that I ran at the agency, that was virtual oh, really? nice
0: too. Yeah.
1: Wow. Yeah. And that was good. That was a fun group. Yeah.
0: And did you make the curriculum or did you sort of have one or did you sort of just go with whatever the group brought that? Like, what's your style in terms of?
1: Yeah. Great question. Um, so d- for the divorce group, I had it fairly structured and I did it all myself. I, well, that's a lot of pre work too. It, it was, it was a little bit, yeah, I sort of, I sort of did some front loading in terms of effort. Um, and then with the, with the boundaries group, I went through a, like a couple of books and a couple of workbooks on On boundaries and um that, but the the women in that that group was small. I'm talking like two three people, and they just stayed with me for like it was like a nine month situation. Oh, wow. Like I sort of yeah. it was sort of indefinite, and they just stayed with me because they really enjoyed the material. Um, and so that quickly turned into you will just talk about whatever you bring
0: because yeah. you know yeah yeah. Do you, do you feel like you could fill another group now with your current marketing or do you need to expand to divorce attorneys or are you, is that sort of like, maybe you want to do two groups and so you'll do, you know, one on Fridays and one on Tuesdays. And so you just need more, right. like, like what's the strategy there? Yeah. You the... I,
1: I think in terms of, in terms of the divorce attorneys, I think that that would just be because of their, like with the therapists that I know, a lot of them work with, um, I got referrals from a lot of couples therapists who had couples in their practice who were divorcing. Right. Mm -hmm. Or I had um, a couple individual therapists who were working with people who were newly out of a, you know, a marriage. Um, And I, and I think the thing about attorneys is that that's their thing. That's, you know, at least for family law attorneys, that's what they, that's their thing. (laughs) Yeah, If you can get in with them, it's like an
0: endless pipeline of clients, right?
1: It is endless. Yeah. Whereas with the listserv and the Facebook group, it's like, I'll throw this out there and I'll get a couple. Uh, I'll get a couple enough to run a group. But I think if I could hit the attorneys up, that would just be more steady.
0: Yeah. It's like my friends who do uh, work with kids and like they got plugged into all the schools, right? Because the exactly. like the school's just going to exactly. keep sitting you people for forever.
1: Yep. Yep. Exactly. So that's
0: sort of the strategy. Do you want to do more than one group this, this next time around? Or are you still just looking yeah. for, for one
1: Yeah, I think I would. Yeah. If I, if I had enough folks and I, I think 12 is probably too many actually. Um, and so I'd probably cap it at eight if I could do it over again. Um, and if I had that many people, I mean, like I said, you know, six was sweet spot, but even then, um, you know, we were running out of time hitting that hour and 15 minutes. So, um, so yeah, somewhere between six, six and eight, it really does depend on the, depends on a lot of factors though. Like with my teen groups, when I was running teen groups back in the day, I, it was okay to have a smaller group because they'd probably talk more, um, but it was harder to fill the time. Yeah. It was harder to go the full two hours with just a couple of, you know, 16 year olds. They're yeah. like, when is this over? <laughs> right. <laughs>
0: back to the motivation issue. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And how does this fit into your overall practice? Right. Like mm-hmm. how many hours? Cause you're also doing the couples therapy. Yeah. Right. How many mm-hmm. hours of couples therapy are you doing? How many hours of individual therapy are you doing a week?
1: Sure. Yeah. So I see a couple of individuals, but primarily my practice right now is geared towards couples. Um, and so because I charge enough, I don't I don't see a whole bunch of people during the week. Um, I you know, I have somewhere around 12 hours a week that I see clients. and um, and that's fine, and that's enough. Yeah. And so the, you know, the group is kind of a cherry on top. I don't need it. you know, financially, I don't need it, but it's fun. I like the work. Um, I like the population. I like the topics that we talk about. And I just think groups, just the process of groups is just really enjoyable. I, I missed them when I when I didn't run them. So I do it kind of because I enjoy it. You know?
0: yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Wow. Is there any uh, warning or mistakes that you made for someone else, right? If someone else is saying, you know what, I'm going to take the leap and I'm going to do this.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: We've talked about some of that stuff, but is there anything that comes to mind that maybe you haven't already said of, I would avoid this and not do this?
1: I think... Uh, I, th- well, in the past, I think the mistakes I've made, there's been a couple, well, there's been more than a couple, but a couple come to mind. Um, the first thing is, like I said, running a group in the summer, mm-hmm. um, has per personally for me just flopped. And again, that's probably my area. Um, so I don't think that's true for everybody. Um, I think not knowing the market that you're in and and thinking like, oh, this sounds like a great topic for a group, right? And then just kind of running with that and not seeing if that's actually going to be viable. So before I ran the group, um, not only the divorce group, not only did I hear from the, the therapist in my area, I also did some like Google research, you know? So I went online and I I like looked up who is typing in online divorce group in Oregon or in Portland. Right. Um, And trying to find like, do people even look for this? Or is this just maybe my, maybe my therapist friends are just asking because they know about groups. And so they thought to ask, but do lay people ask? And the answer is the anxiety, right? Yeah. Yeah,
0: exactly. Yep. How did you, so, so this is very, very important for, for people. And I have thoughts of how I would do this, but how did you do this? How did you check? Did you mm-hmm. use a certain plugin in Google? Did you do some sort of keyword search? Like, how did you find that?
1: I did, yeah. So I, I used it. I did some keyword research. And um, my favorite tool that I use is Uber Suggest. So I just use the little, like, extension in Chrome. It's free. Um, and I've done keyword research when I do marketing. And, and so that's what I did with the group. And um, had to play around a little bit to find, like, the exact wording. So are like what what words are specifically women typing into Google trying to find their their divorce group? So um, divorce support group is a big one. Um, online divorce support group was a big one. Of course, there's a lot of people who want an in-person group, so then that, you know, if they find my group, that's not going to work for them. Um, but for the ones who are okay with telehealth, then, then, then that's great. And there's a lot actually of searches that are specifically for online groups.
0: Yeah. I think this is really important because, um, I've seen a lot of therapists have, I think like logically good ideas Mm -hmm. and they go, I'm just going to go do this. And they do all this prep work and then they launch it and then it flops. And I think. You know, sort of the thing that you're saying is you can actually test, you don't have to guess.
1: Yeah, right. Exactly. You can actually
0: just go online and test it. Um, my way is to do like a webinar, right? If I do mm. a, a webinar and I put it in a bunch of groups and no one shows up, it Stop. always feels embarrassing to me, but like no one shows up, so no one knows that it happened. <laughs> it's like, it's like, <laughs> but if people show up, like, oh, we'll do more of that. And your way of doing yeah, that yeah, was yeah, yeah. the keyword research, right? Exactly. Of actually looking mm-hmm. online, are people searching for this? Are they not? Mm-hmm helps you to write the copy help you help you to write the, exactly. the, like, the like marketing for those keywords yes. people can actually find you
1: yep yep exactly in fact I tried after I did the keyword research I thought you know what if I could do a women's group I could do a men's
0: group I don't think, I don't think
1: mm, nope <laughs> try again Allison
0: <laughs> I was thinking that I was like what you'd have to do is you have to be like free beer okay and then they show up and it's a therapy group you know like you have to do something like free weed how do guys cope when they're not talking about their feelings probably smoking weed maybe there's free there's free marijuana (laughs) yeah
1: let's watch a football game and talk about your divorce (laughs) Mm, i don't think so nope talk about flop Um, that did not go anywhere yeah (laughs) yeah so
0: um okay (laughs) so i have one more question for you Uh, i want to be very respectful of your time and I appreciate you taking the time. I know your time zones are different. And so I appreciate you taking the time to have this conversation. No worries. One of the biggest questions that therapists often ask me is um, about marketing. Mm-hmm. And so for your practice outside of the groups, how do you market? What's your strategy there?
1: Great question. Um, so I do a couple of different things. Um let's see if I can some, like, I'm going to try and be succinct. Um, So the first thing is uh, you have to have a specialty. Uh, You can have a couple specialties, but you've got to specialize in something, right? Like you've, so mine is couples. I work with couples in couples therapy. I also do um, something called discernment counseling, which is for couples that are on the brink of divorce. Yeah. So I do couples therapy and discernment counseling and then divorce recovery seemed like it fits in that, right. Even though it's an individual or in this case, a group context, um, it's relevant to the work that I do. So kind of relationships are my specialty. Um, and the, you know, therapists can have all kinds of different specialties, but they have to specialize in something, in my opinion, to market well. Um, so definitely having that and then being really, um, simple in their language about how they talk about what they do. So a lot of therapists will get on their website or they'll get on psychology today and they will talk about like all of their training, or they'll talk about something that, you know, like parts and IFS and EMDR and like things that EFT and like things that you and I know about. But clients don't know about. And so
0: You it's, mean clients don't it's... know about attachment theory. They haven't been <laughs> they haven't been through a two-year program on learning about attachment theory and internalized parts and most oh. of them nope. Yeah. Wow. So
1: actually talking in really specific in layman's terms about what you do is very important. So no therapist jargon. And um also networking, not the like you know, kind of annoying doctor's office letters, kind of networking, but like having relationships with referral sources. So a lot of times it's other therapists and rightfully so, like if I have a couple and one of them needs individual therapy, well, I need to refer them to someone, you know? So I, it's, it benefits both of us if i can refer the individual person to this other therapist and then the therapist can maybe refer a couple to me for couples therapy right um and then also non healthcare professionals having relationships with attorneys having relationships with um schools you know school counselors or um uh gosh i don't know um even like even physical therapists. So like not, not doctors, you know, in terms of like prescribing doctors, but, um, even physical therapists, because I went to physical therapy, um, for a period of time and my physical therapist, it was a TMJ uh, clinic. And so she's like, I need people to refer to because all my clients have anxiety, you know, they're at a TMJ clinic.
0: What's TMJ? So
1: TMJ is the condition that develops when you grind your teeth and clench your jaw.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: Right. So if you're super anxious or if you're going through a pretty stressful time, you're likely to develop that. And so Mm -hmm. then you have to go to a clinic, like you have to go to PT is one of the things that you can do for TMJ. And so usually it's due to anxiety. And so she's like, oh, I would love to, you know, send some clients to you because they're anxious. (laughs) So you know, having, having relationships with people outside that, that can send you peeps.
0: And I mean, this is really interesting because you do all this and you're not on insurance.
1: That's right.
0: Which (laughs) I'm also off the drug. It's it's like like cocaine. (laughs) It's like an opiate, right? It's like, I think I need this, but like, it's not good for me long-term, but like, oh my God, like I gotta (laughs) have (laughs) it.
1: Right. Yeah. So I'm clean
0: and you're clean, which is, you know, most people are hooked.
1: (laughs) Absolutely, absolutely.
0: Oh my god! Good gosh. for you.
1: What
0: was yeah. your? What was? How did you make that leap? Because I mean, how did you make that leap? What was it? Yeah. The the call for you to make that leap. Why did you make that leap?
1: Um, I <laughs> during the pandemic, I had a client who, uh, I was seeing um virtually, and they he had he was, I was getting reimbursed through his insurance, and um there was a miscommunication. Well, there wasn't a miscommunication. That's that's being too generous. There was no miscommunication. But what ended up happening was I had called the insurance company to verify his benefits. They gave me a story about his benefits that I believed. And then lo and behold, the story that they gave me
0: was incorrect. It was false. And it was wrong.
1: <laughs> I know. Shocking to no one that this happens. Um,
0: it is so shocking. I, up- I mean, I... I- I haven't talked to so many people, and it's like, how do they not know? Like you, I have to. I, I mean, know. I, when I when I when I took insurance, I have to tell clients we literally don't know what your insurance is going to pay. It says this, but we could get in there and It could be something totally different. You know, like right? I'm sorry, and that's just how right. it is. Like right, right, right. So yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. So that's exactly what happened. Um, you know, they said something, and then it turned out to not be that, and so I ended up getting um. I ended up not being able to collect almost a thousand dollars in and I just thought, you know what? Nope. I can't, I can't, I can't live my life that way. I cannot be, I can't be in this. Like there's already too many things about being a therapist that are hard. I can't add payment to that, that pile of things. It's just, that's not going to work for me. So it's this it's private pay. Or it's changing careers. Like that's kind of the wow. point that I got to. Like I just boat. can't. Jeez,
0: yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. Seems dramatic. But honestly, like, you know, especially. I mean, all, all of us change when you hit, like,
0: hit a wall, right? It's like you hit that wall. Like I got to yeah. do something else. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So that's honestly what pushed me over the
0: edge. Yeah. And most of your referrals, do they come through your website? Do they come from these other therapists who you're partnering with?
1: Yeah. So, um, sometimes I'll get, I'll get referrals from other therapists. Um, but mostly through my website. Um, I don't, I, I get a few through like the Gottman referral network. Um, cause I'm Gottman trained. Um, and then I'll get a few through discernment counselors.com. Um, but primarily it's my website.
0: Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I uh, I do a lot of website stuff too, and I have a ton of thoughts on marketing, all this sort of stuff. But um, mm-hmm. I've been shocked at the website thing because it's like your clients are literally just wandering around the internet looking for you, yeah. and people. I I mean I, I tried two times before I started. I tried twice before my practice was actually successful. So this time when I started a year ago, it was uh, the third time trying, and. That It just blows my mind that like, you know, therapists are just sitting in offices waiting for the clients to show up and clients are literally just like wandering around online waiting for the therapists to show up. And like, we got to bridge this gap because they're out there. <laughs> <laughs> like,
1: That's right. No, That's right. That's exactly right. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. But I do think, you know, directories are nice. Um, but I try to treat them as like a cherry on top. You know, I don't want to need directories. I'd rather rely on my website and Mm -hmm. referral relationships. How come? Um, I don't know. It just seems like, it seems like for, you know, for clients who are coming in from a directory, a lot of times I don't, they might be looking for a Gottman therapist, you know, trained like a, like for example, for the Gottman referral network, they may be looking for a Gottman therapist, but it could be, you know, I've gotten some referrals from there that have just not been great fits, you know, and so I just, you don't, you don't really know what they're coming in for when they find you on there. They're just like, oh, you're, you're Gottman trained. Great. That's what we want. And, you know, sometimes it's less than ideal. So uh, if I get somebody through my website, then, it's like, they've read my copy. They've read a little bit about me. They know what I specialize in. They know what I do. It's just a little bit better fit tends to be, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I felt the same way for um, psychology today. I still have my psychology today profile, but the the type of client I get through psychology today is different than the client I get through my website. And when they come through my website, it the problem I'm actually having is, is it's slightly hard to refer them out Cause they're like, we read your copy, we, we got your ebook and we wanted to to see you we'll wait a month. And I'm like, I I don't keep a wait list anymore. Like you can just see this other person and then they go, ah, like it's a different (laughs) level of engagement, motivation. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: So Hmm.
1: yeah, definitely. Yeah. I've gotten some, you know, I get occasionally I'll get folks from psychology today and it, sometimes it seems like sometimes I'm like, why'd you choose? Why'd you choose me? Like, that's really interesting. Like, I Isn't even, it?
0: It's really. I don't, know,
1: that, <laughs>
0: I don't know about that's that. That's a good thing. <laughs> yes, yeah. I've had those. Mm-hmm. I think you chose me to work out some of your own stuff that you don't know you want to work out. I
1: think that's <laughs> why you chose me. Right. right.
0: Yeah. yeah. So something else is going on here. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Directories are just an interesting place. They're an
0: interesting place. And so, I mean, some people swear by them. I know mm-hmm. some people like therapy for black girls has done really well for certain people. And then some of them just like, I don't know about this place. It's like a CD bar, you know, like maybe it's fun, but maybe it's totally, cool, yeah.
1: totally. Uh, yeah. It's like you just, you could meet anyone there. You
0: could meet saying. anybody there. Exactly. <laughs> exactly.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: Wow. Okay. Look, anything else um, that you have for my audience for people who follow the blog or uh... anything
1: like that? No, I don't think so. Just thanks for having me.
0: Yeah. Well, look, let's just say on the off chance, uh, a client sees this or a therapist who's in one of the states that you're licensed in or, heck, you know, we're getting this new, uh, like, interstate compact coming in through. So maybe people want to send people. Mm -hmm. Where should they, where can they find you?
1: Sure. Yep. So my website is uh bridgetownclinical.com. Bridgetown is a nickname for Portland, Oregon. So bridgetownclinical.com is me. And um and that's yeah, it's got information on where I'm licensed and my specialties and who I treat and all of that.
0: Okay. Well, look, stay on for just a second after this, and thank you again for your time. Okay.
1: Yeah, thanks, Jordan.